Hey, this is Christy. And this is Keegan's Grandma. And you're listening to the Mastering None podcast. Today, we're going to learn a little about Disneyland. Yay! <laughs> and when I say Disneyland, I'm not talking from like the Disney adult perspective. That is not really my style. In fact, I've probably only been a couple times as an adult. Um, I want to talk about like old school Disneyland, how it came to be, um, how I came to own a dresser from the Disneyland Hotel, all those <laughs> kinds of stories. <laughs> okay, so let's start back in pre-1955. Okay. So before, so Disneyland was built in 19, or it was, it opened its gates in 1955, but I thought you were going to quiz me on that because I knew that answer. Oh, okay. What it, oh, it's June or July and I forget. Yeah, it's almost your birthday. July 17th, 1955. All right. I mean, you weren't even born yet, so you should totally know that. Yeah, it's it's a good trivia question. So it comes up pretty often. Um, so the construction began the year, it took about a year to build it. So construction began in 90, 1954, but prior to that, Walt Disney would go on kind of like his version of road trips to various um, fairs and other kind kind of like pre-Disney um, amusement parks. And he really wanted something a little different than what was out there. He wanted a more immersive experience, hence the Main Street USA. He liked, he came up with the different lands like Tomorrowland, Adventureland, Frontierland. So you're really like transported to all of those different um, ideas when you're going to those different parts of town or different parts of Disneyland. So that's kind of where he started. And it actually was built on a 160 acre orange grove. And the reason I bring up the 160 acres is because in a little bit, we're going to compare it to Disney World. Mm -hmm. Disney World is so much massively bigger than that. So 160 acres isn't really too big when you think of all the all the things that they have jam-packed in there i think after they built disneyland or after he built disneyland he went oh if i had it to do all over again these are the things i would do and he had it to do it all over again yeah in fact maybe not him personally but after you know it's expanded multiple times Mm -hmm. since Disneyland's been around. In fact, he died just 11 years after um, Disneyland opened. But but like you said, he saw the, saw the idea of Walt Disney World come to fruition. And so just going back to the beginning times of Disneyland, you're probably familiar with present times where actually... I was I thought I was familiar with present times and then I googled up the tickets and it's way more complicated than I thought it was like I thought you just buy a ticket no 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 you don't just buy a ticket you go online and you say how many days you want to go for and then you say how many parks you want to go to do you want to go to just Disneyland do you want to go to just California Adventure or do you want to go to the combination of both for the park hopper now the, probably the last time I went to Disneyland, Park Hopper meant adding on California Adventure, but now you could have California Adventure as its own separate ticket. Also, you could say, I want to go a day here and a day there, and there's no hopping between. Park Hopper oh, means. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so today I'm only going to Disneyland. 
tomorrow I'm only going to California Adventure. Right. And yes. Um, but also I noticed that the prices changed um, on the different days. I, I just looked uh, right now. So I was looking at summer dates and the the thing for one day, a ticket for one day says from $104. Well, wow. $104 gets you one park on probably what they consider the least desirable day. Mm. As you start looking on weekends and, you know, more towards 4th of July or deeper into the summer, then you're getting to $169 a day per person just for one park. And I had no idea that the prices changed depending on the day. I know that you can, go, there are different sites online where you can go and they have like a red, yellow, green system to tell you what would be the best day to go, just judging on crowds. But I didn't realize that the pay followed. And yeah, you know and what? They keep raising the rate, trying to control the crowds, but it doesn't seem to be controlling the crowds at all. And then, I mean, I'm just imagining these Disney executive fat cats sitting in their offices being like, wow, you know, money. <laughs> yes, just sitting on piles of money like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I was looking at the system to buy a ticket, um, it looked very much like I was buying a plane ticket. So you or a hotel room. So you have the calendar dates, you make your reservation. It tells you on the calendar is one part, which park is available for reservation. So each one had a different symbol. And if it had both symbols, you could do either park. But some of the, many of the days only had one symbol. Either California was only available wow. or Disneyland was only available. And that's just looking in a couple months ahead of time. So um, I assume at some point they say um, parks full, go home. Yeah. So one okay. time, funny story, um, I did this thing. I went to this event at um, where the Mighty Ducks play. It was This was a long time ago when the Mighty Ducks first became a hockey team. And you could go to this event and part of the ticket included admission to Disneyland for the rest of the night. And when I got to Disneyland, um, I'd already had the prepaid ticket because it was part of this deal. It was only good for that night. So like they kind of had to let me in because I already had the ticket. But I got a little slip of paper when, when I got to the gate and it said, all of Mickey's friends have come to play today. So in other words, please be patient because we are overcrowded. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, so did you just have to wait? Yeah. I mean, I was able to go in and I mean, okay. I was like 16, 17 at the time. I remember being driven there. So I might've even been 15. So I didn't care, right? Like I'm fine waiting because I'm a teenager in this part of the story. I don't have any kids with me or anything. Sure. Um, but, and I was able to go in, but it was kind of like, please don't get into fights. You know, was, that's how I interpreted mm. the letter. Like, just be patient. It, everyone's going to be frustrated today. Yeah. And so I imagine people who hadn't already purchased tickets, like that were just coming yeah. up to the door, I would imagine. We're getting turned away. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. it was very crowded. So now, even still, like, even though I'm the only person that remembers that story, um, I will still, when things are crowded, I'll be like, oh, all of Mickey's friends came to play today. <laughs> and then nobody <laughs> Doesn't matter me. where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so back on the topic of tickets, they used to have, and by used to, I mean like when it first was invented or when Disneyland first opened, they had the e-ticket system, which I've, I'd always heard of these growing up and it, I just thought of letters of the alphabet, which is exactly what it was, but it's. Yeah. So it's not really the e-ticket system. E-ticket e was just the best ride. Yeah. But I Googled the name of it and they called it. Oh no. You're. 
Yes, it, uh, yes, it's a unique ticketing system known as the e-ticket system. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, and I knew, like, I'd heard of an e-ticket. In fact, I probably heard of an e-ticket more than any of the other letters. Because um, people use it as an idiom almost for, oh, that was great. That was an e-ticket ride. And it doesn't even have to do with uh, amusement parks. It could be a meal or, you know, whatever. But the funny part is, here we are, what, 70 years later, and an e-ticket is actually yes. something else. But yes. Yes. it's funny, of all the letters in the alphabet that they stuck onto, it's the one yes. that seemed to mean something else. Yes. And so they had five different tiers um, based off of the tickets. And to me, and I always thought about this, I always thought like how when you go to a fair and different rides cost different amount of yes. tickets. So yeah. it says the A ticket was the lowest level and it was the simple, less thrilling attractions like main street vehicles and horse-drawn street cars. Hmm. And main street vehicles to me kind of sounds like that little trolley that goes around. And mm -hmm. it could even be something that no longer exists, but that's kind of what I'm picturing. When I first went, it was probably 1964, I'll guess something around there, just before we moved away from the area. We went because we were moving away. Um, I was too little for the cars to give you an idea how old I was. And it was the, it was the letter tickets and you bought a pack of tickets and it came, I'm sure, you, I mean, you could also buy individual tickets, but you bought the pack and it came with so many A's, B's, C's, D's, E's. Hmm. So then a B ticket would be like the teacups or Dumbo, the flying elephant. See, now this, this is a little weird because I think of teacups as being quite popular and maybe that's mm -hmm. just an over time kind of thing. But this B ticket is Peter Pan's flight and the jungle cruise. And to me, Peter Pan's flight's like meh. Yeah, it's down there. If I'm ranking these in terms of popularity, I would put the tea party above Peter Pan's flight. And I would even put Dumbo above it, even though it's kind of just for little kids. It's a really popular one. Mm -hmm. At least now. Again, maybe it wasn't back then. Yeah, and the same same idea with the Jungle Cruise. Like mid for Jungle Cruise, it seems like it would be a little higher on the. Agreed. Mm -hmm. um, because the D ticket would be Pirates of the Caribbean and the Haunted Mansion. Okay. And then, so I would probably put Jungle Cruise above Haunted Mansion, but that could just be me personally not caring. Yeah, for the I would. Mansion. I would put them about the same place. And then the top tier, the E ticket, was the most thrilling rides, such as Space Mountain and the Matterhorn bobsleds. Hmm. And Space Mountain wasn't around then. Oh, I was just going to say what's fun is how many of those rides are around. Well, I mean, oh, I yeah. guess it just depends on when then is because the bobsleds weren't there initially. The Matterhorn wasn't there initially. Oh, okay. But they were there during this ticketing system. Yeah, because that's when I first went. It was there. I'm trying to think of what other thrilling rides there were. Matterhorn was the thrilling ride for sure. And I didn't go too deep into this so this is mm -hmm. just me um making some speculation but i wonder if possibly the tickets were a through d when they first opened oh, and then they as the rides got more thrilling they added another layer i again i'm just talking off offhand but um yep, yep. yeah so the nice thing was uh, like you said they came in booklets and so it uh, allowed for flexibility of price um, one thing that I didn't, I just thought of right now that I forgot to look up was, uh, I don't think there was admission at that time. Like, could you go in for free? 
That's a good question. Or maybe a much or maybe a nominal smaller. cost. Yeah. I, and I just looked it up real quick. Space Mountain didn't um, open until 1977. So it was oh, pretty late. That was later than I thought. Um. Yeah. So maybe it's like the county fair where it's a much smaller cost to get in. And then you can choose to go on the rides or choose to walk around. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's just everyone's paying the same, well, not the same price to get in because it depends on how many days you're going for, but everyone's paying for that admission price. And then it's unlimited rides after that. Um, are you going to talk about all the fast passes and all those different things too? Oh gosh. Um, so just a little background. We used to live in Southern California, pretty close to Disneyland. Oh, go ahead. Uh, it was $1 admission. In 1955, which would be equivalent to $11.12 now. I'll take it. I'll I'll go for $11. Nominal, yeah. (laughs) Um, So we used to live in Southern California. So I I went to high school down there. I had a season pass to Disneyland when it was very affordable to get a season pass to Disneyland. I mean, a couple hundred dollars. I I remember buying it myself as a a working high school student. So it couldn't have been that much. Mm -hmm. Um, And my that you know I had a lot of Disney knowledge over that short period of time and then after I left Southern California fast passes were invented and um, photo passes and all these other things that um what was there something else that you were mentioning along the lines of fast passes? there's something else I, I didn't mention it but um there's something else now maybe I could look it up and find it out but I went a year or two ago maybe I think it was just last yeah, year yeah with uh Christy's sister and her boys and um, I went as the babysitter. So I just got on what I got on and was happy. But anyway, we would be in line for a ride and they'd stop our line and a whole bunch of people would go by a whole bunch. of, people, And then they'd let our line go a few more. And then a whole bunch of people would go by. So if whatever this was, I don't think it was called a fast pass. Um, whatever it was, it was a lot of money, but it's worth it because otherwise you're really just standing there waiting for everybody to go by. It was very frustrating. So that pass that you're, you're looking that up right now. I am. Yeah. That one, I've heard of one that costs money, maybe a genie pass or something. And then the fast pass last I went, it was free, but you could only get one at a time. Yes. 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 And it basically meant you could check into a ride, go to another ride, come back and go in the fast pass line and not have to wait so long in line. Hmm. Just so many lines so many lines <laughs> well i want to take keegan's granddad go to go he's 75 he's not going to go on a lot of rides but he's never been uh, so i wish there was an 11 dollar admission that we could just go just go check <laughs> it out or even a 50 dollar admission just to go walk it out maybe see lincoln animatronics and see main street and just see it all without going on the rides i took a really good nap in that lincoln animatronics one time because <laughs> I went to Disneyland as a chaperone for a senior class trip to Disneyland. Oh, and we were there all night and we could do whatever we wanted, except we had a two hour shift. That was the deal. And oh. so um, I can't remember exactly how long we were there. Let's just say we we're there for like eight hours and our shift was like our um, five and six. So the first four hours, my friend and I were just going on everything and having a blast and then we did our shift at the help desk where the kids would just come and check in and if they had any problems they would have a trusted adult there 
And then after that, we had like two more hours until we had to go back to the bus. And we were by the time like you can move forever. Right. But once you stop moving, it's just like, how do we get the excitement back up? So we went to to Lincoln and took a two hour <laughs> nap before the bus came back. <laughs> but That's at this crazy. point, we're talking it's like four in the morning. You know, we've been up all night with these teenagers. So mm-hmm. we were sleepy. And I'm not going to find, I'm not going to find that pass, whatever it's called. I just don't, I don't feel like taking the time. (laughs) Well, as you can tell, we're not really up on our, our current Disney knowledge. We are more on the the past Disney knowledge. So some of the past things that I wanted to talk about. And I was just going to say, living in the Central Valley of California, I'm always amazed at how many people have passes and go all the time from up here. And we're like, "Mm." (laughs) well, maybe because we had so many great experiences back then. There you go. That's it. Um, so one experience I wanted to talk about was when we got to go sing at Disneyland. That was a fun experience. So some of these memories are a little cloudier for me because I think I was probably a senior in high school. Like I think I wasn't, that's about right. I wasn't, um, I wasn't out of school yet. And so we sang um, an audition tape. We submitted an audition tape for our church. Is that what we did? I remember uh-huh, like, our church choir. being somewhere and recording. And then yeah. we, you know what? A funny story about that is there was one woman who sang so badly that was in the choir that they just asked her to not sing for the recording. <laughs> sing for the audition. <laughs> but we made and it. We made it. So we were chosen. And what what the what we were ultimately chosen for was uh, a processional into a living Christmas tree. Does that sound right? Yes, but it started like six hours earlier. Yeah, um, well, I was just saying like what what oh, it was. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, but yeah. So we we get to the um, we get to Disneyland, and we're now behind the scenes. I remember not really. It's weird because you're in Disneyland. Growing up in Southern California, you drive past it on the freeway all the time, but you don't really think about like, where's the edge of Disneyland and what happens when Disneyland ends? What's on the other side? What does that Mm -hmm. look like? Even though I've been there so many times, you just don't really think of it. And so all of a sudden we're on the other side of Disneyland in the back lot and we're, um, we go through our rehearsal. um, And do you remember who our guest conductor was? Was it that guy that was like from MASH or something? Yeah. David Ogden Stiers. And I just remember him, his voice when he was reading like the scripture that went with it. And he's like, oh. wonderful counselor. <laughs> like, this really big booming voice. Um, I didn't remember that he was the conductor. But yeah, we were back backstage practicing. And then we all got dressed up in our choir outfits. And I think we carried candles and kind of processed down Main Street. That yeah, right? we, we walked a long way before we got like out into Disneyland proper. Yeah. And then we walked along whatever street that was to get to the tree, which was huge. It was like a conical shape, I think. Or was it? No, it wasn't conical. It was just tree shaped like a triangle. And we were crammed on there. Yeah. And we were the tree. And we were the tree. The, sing- yeah, and then we the living singing Christmas tree. And then I remember the important part, which was our payment was a free ticket to come back to Disneyland because I went back to Disneyland with my friends from the choir. Oh, I didn't remember that part. I remember running around afterwards. We had a couple of hours after that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because I remember our choir conductor yelling, 
at me. Couldn't believe I would be running through Disneyland again. <laughs> like, hey, it was free. I want to go. <laughs> right? And we have time for one more. Candlelight Christmas, I think it's called. But people performing at Disneyland was just kind of part of my growing up because I had friends um, in the band and choir and stuff that would perform periodically and we all had season passes. So we would just go there and watch each other perform and then hang out afterwards and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I remember, so these are a couple of high school memories that I wanted to bring up. Um, the people movers going away. I love the people movers and I love it as a concept for like real life, real city people moving. And I didn't realize this until I started looking at people movers. I knew it went away in 95, which tracks with my memory okay. um, from Disneyland, but I didn't realize that it's still at Disney World. Oh, okay. So I thought that was interesting. Because um, it and turned then, into like the shrinking, I can't remember the name of the movie, the tie-in, but but you shrank down, you shrank, You well, it appeared that yeah. you were shrinking down. Oh, shrinking. no. I remember. I remember when I was like five thinking that. Oh, I, really I knew one of you kind of freaked out about being so <laughs> <Yeah>. little. <laughs> um, but there was this other one and I don't remember if it really had a, a name, but it was it was kind of like a way to get from point A to point B. And it was like this just tub that you would just go in above. Yeah. The, yeah. Sky something. Skywalker. I don't know. Something like that. And that was huge when I probably 96, 97, like in terms of my high school class, there was a lot of protests. People would go to Disneyland and protest that going out, you know, like oh. for some reason we were all so passionate about it. I mean, people would like go in there, not people I know, but in general, because you were elevated above people, um, tourists would go in there, like spit over the edge and mm. throw stuff over the edge and grow stuff. So why were we so passionate about having that ride there? I don't know. But we were because <laughs> it was part of their childhood memory and they didn't want it to yeah. go. Away. And I remember friends getting jobs there and just seeing uh, the the real side, the rules and regulations of your physical appearance just to work there. Mm. You know, in terms of facial hair, in terms of makeup, in terms of just in terms of your looks in general. I worked I at the All Star Game one time when the All Star Game was at Angel Stadium back when it was called Angel Stadium. I don't know what it's called now. Um, I think it's and, called Angel Stadium. They're just not called the Anaheim Angels anymore. Gotcha. Anyway, we worked with uh, with with they worked with Disneyland, and we had to conform to their dress code. And it was like a a navy blue skirt, and it had to be below the knee. And you know, it, it was it was all so ultra modest and conservative. And that was like the late '80s or so, right? Mm -hmm. Early '90s, somewhere around there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were in Buena Park. If that helps. Yeah, I think we moved in like 91. Um, I also remember when you guys were little, we would take you guys out of school, like on a Wednesday in November when it wasn't going to be very crowded. And uh, that was the time to go. There's no sense in competing with um, uh, competing with weekend people, or summer people. And I remember running into other people from your school there too, other kids and they're like, oh, yeah, we told them we're sick. And we said, no, we just told them we were going to take the girls to Disneyland. <laughs> well, and nowadays, it's hard to find that same logic of like when nobody's there kind of idea. Because middle of November, well, as soon as Halloween's over, November 1st, it's Christmas season. And people right. go there just for Christmas season. Right. But middle of October, that's when everything's decorated for Halloween. And you have the people that go there just for Halloween. Mm -hmm. And so... 
they've really they've really found that way to pull you in even when they're what we used to consider their off season that's how taco tuesday got started nobody goes out to eat on tuesdays <laughs> oh we should do a whole podcast on taco tuesday because that's okay then hot button with taco bell and there's this whole thing going on right now oh cool okay yay now i don't have to think of what we're gonna talk about next time <laughs> <laughs> um i had another good oh okay this is my good disney story so um before or you know as i was growing up it was just california or just disneyland but then during high school they decided on this california adventure idea i believe it was actually opened in 2001 but the construction began before that because this story is from 1996 and backing that up a little bit disneyland used to have an a huge parking lot I'm sure you've heard of parking in the mini lot, parking in the goofy lot. And that lot, they ended up building a huge parking structure. And then that lot became California Adventure. Yeah. So that parking lot, in addition to the Disneyland, not the Disneyland Hotel, the Grand Hotel. What hotel was that? I think it was the Grand Hotel. Because the Disneyland Hotel is still there. Anyways, this hotel was slated for destruction uh, so that they are demolition so that they could build California Adventure. And so we went there and you could literally go to any room and any floor and just buy the furniture out of it before they destroyed the building. And so we went through and we picked out dressers and we picked out matching mirrors. And I remember jumping on some of the bed just because we could. And we had a whole bunch of hotel hangers just because they seemed cool. The joke of that one is I didn't go. And I said, oh, be sure and bring me home some of those hotel hangers that you can't hang up on any normal curtain rod. And your dad did. <laughs> I, I don't know if I took it seriously or if he was just kidding. It was like, what am I going to do with these whole hangers? <laughs> I was thinking it was me and him that went, or maybe maybe one of my sisters. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. There. Yep. And so that's how I ended up with the Disneyland. And, it, and I, when I say Disneyland dresser, it was not themed Disney in any way. It was your plain <laughs> old boring dresser with matching mirror. You keep looking. Do you still have it? Uh, no, I don't know what I'm looking at. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think I'm just, yeah, no, I I was looking in my memory is what I was looking at. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I think your sister ended up with her whole bedroom was full of that hotel furniture. (laughs) Hey, it's heavy duty. Okay. So that parking lot you talked about that became California adventure. And then that parking structure, downtown Disney's there, um, including the new star Wars, all that stuff. That's still on that 160 acres because I I was like, well, they just did that whole Star Wars land. So this number can't still be true. So I looked it up before we started and I was like, how big's Disneyland? Like 160 acres. Mm. And I'm like, man, that's really not that big for for a place like Disneyland. Of course, if you're talking about for your house, 160 acres is huge. But for a place like Disneyland, it seems so much bigger. So I was looking up the differences between Disneyland and Disney World because I'd never been to Disney World because it's in Florida. And dis- on in con- contrasting to the 160 acres, um, Disney World is a whole Walt Disney World Resort is on approximately 2,500 acres. Wow. wow. Oh, there we go. There's your time. I was just waiting. I was just doing math <laughs> in my head. I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> Way bigger. So 160 versus 25,000. Wait, did I say 20? What did I say? Did I say 25,000? 2,500. 25,000. Woo! Bigger. Goodness that's gracious. A, wow, that's that's huge. So, I've never been. 
But they have on there, which even though we haven't been to, I've heard of a lot of these. They have the Magic Kingdom, but then they have Epcot, and then they have Disney's Hollywood Studios, and then Animal Kingdom, and there's two water parks, multiple resort hotels, shopping, dining. There's probably a reason I haven't been. It sounds really overwhelming. It sounds overwhelming, and it also sounds like... Now, again, this is our California privilege over here. It sounds like stuff that we could just do a little bit at a time. Because it seems like, even though it's not exactly the same, like I could go to Disneyland one day, and then next month I could go to like Universal Studios. And Mm -hmm. then next month I could go to any water park. You know, like it seems like. Yeah. Or a safari park. Yeah. Yeah. I go down to San Diego to the wild animal Mm -hmm. stuff. So, um, but again, Many parts of the country don't have those kinds of things as close by. And so if you're going to save up to go on a trip, might as well hit everything while you're at it. And so, uh, okay, here we go. Some differences. Disneyland has a few exclusive attractions not found in Disney World, such as Indiana Jones and Mickey's Toontown. Oh. Whereas Magic Kingdom, um, the Magic Kingdom meaning Disney World, Features attractions such as the Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Ooh. the People Mover. And that's when I was like, wait, they still have the People Mover? So then that's hey. when I was searching that up and I was like, hey, I see. They they have that. Yeah. So what do you know about the strawberry fields that used to be just southeast of there? Do you know anything about that? Southeast of Anaheim or? Of Disneyland. Of Disneyland. Right there. Um, I don't know about, I just know about the orange stuff because of Gwen Stefani. And that it used to be all orange growth. Yeah. All yeah. And um, I thought that, I mean, I know there are strawberry fields in um, Irvine Spectrum where that market right. was. But there were right by Disneyland. And I just looked it up a little bit. Um, the, the family bought the strawberry farm. It's a Japanese family. They bought it right after the, um, the whole internment camps after World War II. And when Disney came in, they're like, we're going to give you $90 million to buy your land. And they didn't sell. And they were there for a long time. And I was surprised this last year or two when I went that they weren't there anymore. And I was reading about it and they finally sold in 90, oh, 98 uh, um, after the the senior guy passed away. How much does it say? Oh, that's a great question. Because I'm like, if you're giving me 90 million in the 60s, how much are you giving me in the 90s? Disney was able, okay, Disney was able to construct California Adventure at their former employee lot. How about the whole lot? By paving over the fertile strawberry farm and moving employee parking here. Wow. Anyway. It was there for so many years and they're like, hi, we're a strawberry farm. Hi, we're Disneyland. You know, it was just, it's like the little, little house in up. I'm not selling. You have to build around me. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember that. I also know every time I go down there, it's like, you, I know it's not the whole city of Anaheim because you can certainly go to parts of Anaheim that don't include Disneyland, but that whole sure. part of Anaheim really starting to feel like its own city. And mm-hmm. they have like, the Great Wolf Lodge there now, and they just so many. Oh, I didn't know that. So many hotels just dedicated. That's funny that they have a Great Wolf Lodge down there because that is so all inclusive. To have so, that yeah. near something, that, yeah. 
Well, the reason I've heard about it is because I have friends down there in Southern California that go to that Great Wolf Lodge for parties. So maybe they were targeting the locals more than, mm, could be. The, I don't know. Because I certainly wouldn't travel to Disneyland and pay Great Wolf Lodge fees. Because if I'm going to Great Wolf Lodge, I wouldn't have that experience. Right. Hmm. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it includes a water park and lots of fun adventures inside for kids. Yes. Awesome. And restaurants, so you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, and the fees associated with all that, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Good yeah. coupon. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I mean, I feel like we could just keep going on forever. There's so much to talk about with Disneyland, but I really wanted to hit some of those kind of like 90s facts about it because so much, like I was mentioning earlier with the, the Star Wars, you know, every few years, Disneyland's really in the news for the new this or the new that. Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to kind of talk about some of the old this and that. Well, I'm glad you talked about the old this and that. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to think. I like to put up a picture of something, but I just, maybe I could contact my sister to see if she has any pictures from Disneyland in the photo album. Um, I just I can't think I have the photo albums now. So oh, I think I'm going to contact you to see if you have, I, it's just, you know, certain things. I remember a specific picture about like if you said yeah. Knott's Berry Farm, I know this particular picture of me and Katie and grandpa at Knott's Berry Farm. And I could just go find. But Disneyland, right. I can't think of any. Maybe you could find a me first picture at the Dis at Disneyland. Maybe. I'll that look too and see. specific. <laughs> That's very specific. I'll look and see what we have. Okay. So you can find out whatever we determine is a good Disneyland picture at um, on Instagram at mastering.none. And you can rate us wherever you have, wherever you're listening to this. Five-star reviews. Wait a minute. You can rate us wherever you're listening? You can rate us. Oh, rate us. Gotcha. Sorry. I misunderstood. Yep. 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 Because um, I forgot to say love us or hate us. I should make a little rhyme. <laughs> love us or hate us. You can rate us with a five-star. <laughs> okay. Keep workshopping yep. that. Follow me for more fun poems. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.